Hey everybody, welcome to the first episode of We Are Lions Nation, the hopefully soon to be number one Lions, Detroit Lions podcast out there today. I am your host, Andy Souls, and this is my very first ever podcast episode. So uh, bear with me, people. It's going to be fun. I'm excited about it. I've uh, been a huge Lions fan my whole life. And I am just ready to talk Lions football. Uh, I've got some great things to talk about today. Um, you know, here in the future, I'm definitely going to want, I'm going to have some guests on here, uh, talk to other fans, definitely take all your guys' comments and talk about those. I think it's going to be uh, really exciting. So, yeah, welcome in. Thank you all for listening to We Are Lions Nation. And uh, let's get this thing started. The first thing that I want to get right into is uh, the head coach, Matt Patricia. There has been a lot of talk this offseason, a lot of negative talk this offseason about Matt Patricia. And, you know, I feel you. I feel what you're saying. I get it. But I don't think that Matt Patricia being fired is the right idea. I definitely think that Matt Patricia needed to build his football team. And I think that's what he is doing, um, especially after seeing this offseason, you know, watching the moves he made um, in the free agency, uh, the draft this year. Um, I think he's him and Brian Quinn, are, or Bob Quinn, are doing the best they can to build a football team around that what Matt Patricia wants so he can build so he can have a winning program he can't when you when you're head coach and you come in and you don't have the tools that you want you can't you know you got to wait until you can get those athletes in the in the system that you and build your system that you are looking to build and then your program can be successful Uh, it doesn't happen overnight and I think that's what a lot of people uh, are saying, you know, with them saying, you know, fire Matt Patricia, definitely not the, definitely not the option uh, in my view. Um, got to give the guy a shot. You got to give him a chance. I mean, how many? We can't just keep throwing coaches out, you know, every time we don't succeed. We have to stick with him. I think he's got a brilliant mind, and I definitely think he knows what he's doing. And I think he's the number one head coach for the Detroit Lions. I think he's the fit, and I think it's going to be successful. I'm almost 100% positive that we're going to have a successful football team. Uh, really hoping for this year to that for that to happen, along with uh, probably every other Lions fan, as we do every year. But, you know, you can't be successful if you don't have the right tools around you. You know, you can't fix a car without a socket wrench normally you know something like that where you you have to have the right equipment to get the job done and I don't believe that we have had the right equipment to get the job done Um, so for all of you guys out there that you know are down on Matt Patricia or think he needs to go I I say to you no way and um, you know we got a head coach that was under Bill Belichick for years and Bill Belichick is a genius and he knows, Matt Patricia, you know, he, he worked with Bill Belichick and he knows what's going on. 
And he took that, what he learned, and he's building a football team. Maybe some people are saying, oh, he's just building the New England Patriots. No, he's not. He's building Matt Patricia's Detroit Lions. That's hands down what he's doing. And, you know, he had a couple years where he did bring in some, uh, you know, expatriates like LeGarrette Blunt, who basically to me was a waste of space. Uh, he really didn't do much at all. I mean, a guy that big you think would be able to get into the end zone from the one-yard line, but nope. And that's the kind of thing, you know, you can't be so negative. When you're a Lions fan, you got to be just positive all the time because if you're not, you're just going to be miserable. And I, you know, I've never in my life turned off a Lions game. I've watched them all, you know, all the way through, no matter what, because one pride, man. You gotta stick with them, and that's what I think we need to do with Matt or with Matt Patricia is just stick stick with him, let him do what he needs to do to get a good football team built, and great things are gonna come from Matt Patricia, uh, my opinion. Well, the next, you know, the other thing I want to talk about, there was a lot of talk about Matthew Stafford as well. A lot of people saying that we should get rid of Matthew Stafford um, for another quarterback in the draft. That he's not our guy, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, to all of you that say that, you're welcome to your opinion. But again, I believe that you are wrong. Matthew Stafford, to me, is one of the top five elite quarterbacks in the NFL today. And if you would like to, you can prove me wrong on that. But pretty sure that stats don't lie. And just watching Matthew Stafford play, that should tell you enough about what kind of guy he is. Uh, everything he's gone through in his life to be able to still focus and play the game um, that to me is just character and that's toughness and that guy is built like a tank you know uh, last year Matthew Stafford he only started eight games and with those eight games he had 187 completions uh, 291 attempts 2,499 yards, 2,499 yards, and 19 touchdowns, 5 interceptions in 8 games. Being out with the injury, that's all he played. And that, to me, should tell you something. I mean, 19 touchdowns and only 5 picks in in 8 games? I mean, come on. I mean, that's just what I, the information that I have, that's what I'm seeing here. And that, to me, says, man, if he would have been healthy the rest of the year, we could have pulled it out, maybe. But, you know, I don't know. you got to look at everything. I mean, Matthew Stafford, during those eight games that he did play, was sacked 18 times. The year before, Matthew Stafford was sacked 40 times in 2018. 40. He can't do it all, people. He can't. He cannot run the whole team he's got to have help to be the the quarterback that I know that Matthew Stafford can be he has to have the team around him the weapons to do that and I think he's getting there but he can't stand in the pocket for more than a second before he's being hurried or sacked so that to me is ridiculous and that should be one of the main focuses that people are focusing on not Matthew Stafford because they can't expect him to get it done if he can't like, I mean, he literally has no time to throw the ball. He's getting his butt busted, getting injured, 
because he's getting hit so many times. And how are we, we can't have a quarterback, a franchise quarterback is not going to last if he keeps getting hurt. So, um, you know, the offensive line, I think, is a big, big key to getting Matthew Stafford going. And, you know, I have all the faith in the world that Matthew Stafford is going to get it done for us. And, you know, and if staying healthy this year, from what I've been seeing and watching videos and reading, um, Matthew Stafford has said that he feels amazing. Um, his wife also said that he's doing great and in really good physical condition. So super excited about that. I mean, the guy's got a super accurate arm. He can throw a hell of a ball. And, you know, I do think that he's right up there. And I really don't think that we should give up on Matthew Stafford that easy. Um, because we, number nine, that's our guy. And, you know, now, of course, again, like I said, that's my opinion. If you, you know, you're more welcome to share yours. But there's nobody else out there in my eyes that has the pure grit uh, and toughness of Matthew Stafford. I mean, look at a quarterback that's supposed to be the great quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. He fell down on the turf and broke his collarbone. I mean, what do you what do you say there? I mean, Aaron Rodgers, is he an excellent quarterback? Absolutely. But, you know, I think Matthew Stafford with the right tools could be, could be just as good or even better than Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. I really do think he's right up there with those guys. And, you know, I just expect a lot of a lot of great things coming from uh, Matthew Stafford this year as long as he can stay healthy. Uh, then, you know, another thing I wanted to touch base on, um, uh, running backs, our running back situation. Uh, last year, obviously, you know, carry on Johnson, injury off and on. Uh, we had Nate Scarborough, Bo Scarborough, who... Um, you know, showed some flashes there too, but definitely don't think he's going to be the number one running back. And, you know, my opinion, I don't think Kerryon Johnson has proven that he can be a number one running back. And now that's, that's not saying with the injuries. We're not talking about injuries. We're just talking about even when he wasn't injured, I haven't seen enough from Kerryon Johnson to justify him being the number one running back. Uh, we feel, I feel like we're always flipping through running backs like a you know, a deck of cards, and it's ridiculous because, you know, we need to find an elite running back that can do it all, and I don't think we found that as far as on Johnson or Bo, Bo Scarborough goes. I mean, good backups, yes, but I don't think number one running back material at all. Um, I've seen some flashes of, of good stuff from on, but, you know, I was super excited when he came in, and just didn't do what I wasn't what I was expecting and I think the problem with a lot of us fans is that Barry Sanders was the Detroit Lion and you know we're not we're not going to get a Barry Sanders Barry Sanders is one of a kind and there won't be another Barry Sanders but we can find a running back that can play the game and you know get us a hundred yard game I mean every running back we've had cannot get 100-yard games, and, you know, that may be due to the offensive line again, but you got to be able to break tackles and make plays, and our running backs can't do that, and there's no reason we can't get a running back that has a 100-yard rushing game. 
I mean, that's usually an easy feat for a running back, but not for ours. And Carrion Johnson, great player. I think he has some very good qualities, um, but I honestly don't think he's the number one guy, and I will get to who I think is going to be our number one guy here shortly. Um, but just to include on Carrion, you know, we'll see this year on what he does. You know, um, hopefully he can stay healthy, uh, you know, and be able to produce some good things for us. We didn't get to see much out of him, and when we did, I, to me, it wasn't it wasn't enough. I mean, regardless of the offensive line, as a running back, you should be able to break that first tackle and make some yards, and I just didn't really um, ever really see that out of him, which was a pretty pretty disappointing disappointing thing. I was expecting a lot from Carryon Johnson. And again, you know, go ahead, uh, let me know what you think about Carryon Johnson. Um, and I'll let you know at the end of the show where you can do that. But the next thing I want to talk about is uh, the draft class this year, which, you know, besides the free agency, which I think we killed it on, um, I think we also hit, hit it right where we needed to as far as the 2020 NFL draft went. Um, I think this was the first year that the Lions have really went out and got what we needed as a team to be successful um, and not just filling these random players. I think we really went in and where, where, where there was a need, we filled it. And, you know, first off, we did you know, round one pick, Jeff Akadua from uh, Ohio State, the cornerback, which I think was an amazing pick, and uh, do. Uh, forgive me if I did pronounce these names wrong, um, but I think for him being the number one pick, I think was the right move. And reason why everybody's saying, "Oh, you know, he's not Darius Slay. Why did we trade Darius Slay?" Blah blah blah. Darius Slay, big play Slay, didn't make very many big plays. If you ask me, um, I was not impressed with him at all. I don't think he should have nicknamed himself Big Play Slate because he really didn't do a whole lot for us as far as I'm concerned. Um, but I do think that Jeff Ogadua is going to get this done and he's going to get it done for us. This guy has um, some great, great college highlights, great college stats, a first-team All-American, first-team All-Big Ten. He led Ohio State with three interceptions, nine pass breaks up and 35 tackles. That's his big thing. I think is a big, big feature uh, with him is that he is so good at coverage, um, able to just like glue. If you watch some of his highlights, see the guys like glue. Um, he's able to stick to these some of these uh, elite receivers in the college level. I mean, now we're at pro, so this is going to be a different ball game. But I think he is going to be that guy where Matt Patricia can post him on the elite receiver on the other side like he wants to, and that is going to be a great matchup to watch. I think that he's going to be one of those cornerbacks that's not going to let us down. But he's also going to be there to make those tackles. This guy is a tackling cornerback. He's fast to the ball. He knows how to read the field. He knows how to make those plays. And that's going to be huge, huge, huge add-on to this defense, having him there uh, in the backfield in the cornerback position. I really feel like he's going to be a day-one starter uh, I don't see anything, you know, that would show me that he won't be, uh, especially with getting rid of big play Slay. Um, you know, we definitely needed to fill that void, and we did that for sure. 
Uh, round two, my favorite pick in the draft. Uh, a lot of people, well, number one, nope, not for me. Round two, DeAndre Swift, running back, Georgia. This guy right here is, is man, when I seen that they, they drafted him, I, I started reading up on him and watching as much highlights as I can, and this guy looks like he's going to be amazing. Uh, has great acceleration. Uh, agility looked really great. Very strong. Uh, 5'8", 212 pounds. That's uh, a pretty good size running back there, if you ask me. Looks like he had really decent speed. Um, one of his key things is um, it looked like he was going to be it's going to be able to be one of those running backs that's very versatile. Versatile. He can. He's going to be able to play in the backfield. He'll be able to throw those blocks down, but he'll also be able to go out and catch the ball. And I think that is going to make him a huge asset to this football team. You know, I don't... In 2018, 2019, he had over 1,000 yards rushing, over 200 yards receiving... And you know you, that's that's excellent, excellent stats for a running back. Uh, two two thousand yards seasons in a row. Um, that's the kind of running back that we need. Now we've been here before. I know we've been here before. We've had running backs that look like they're going to be great. Amir Abdullah, his first play in the preseason, busted that huge kick return and. I was like, this is going to be the guy. And it wasn't the guy, of course. And then Carrion Johnson came in. And I was like, oh, this guy's going to be awesome. Nope. He's not as awesome as I thought. There's still a chance. I'm not giving completely up on him yet. But I am, you know, I haven't been, from watching what I've seen and reviewing the foot, the highlights, I haven't been more excited about a running back uh, since watching DeAndre Swift. I think he's going to be an elite player. And he is my number one uh, draft pick as far as the draft goes and I'm super excited to get ready to watch him play uh, round three we did get a Julian Akawara Akawana from uh, Notre Dame 6'4", 252 uh, 23 career tackles for loss, 14 and a half sacks his brother uh, also plays for the Detroit Lions on the D-line um, from what I've seen this man is a, a very explosive off the edge he can make plays off that edge like no one can and I'm super excited to see where he what he does for that defensive line and you know hopefully he'll give us a big boost um, as far as being able to stop the run and getting into that pass rush the pass rush for me is a big thing for us uh, we don't get into the quarterback that much and um, that's something we definitely need to need to be better at. And I think, again, uh, going back to the offseason in this draft, I think Matt Patricia, uh, Bob Quinn, did a great job of doing that, of, of building up that defensive line and getting us some players that are going to make that happen. Uh, let's see. We did also in that round trade up for uh, Jonah Jackson, uh, offensive lineman from Ohio State. You know, I, I think that was an excellent decision as well. Just based off of the fact that the offensive line is one of the key things that we needed to focus on. And, you know, looking at these rounds in this draft, we did that. We definitely filled up and got some offensive linemen. Uh, round four, we got another offensive lineman from Kentucky. 
Logan Steberg. And then round five, we did get a wide receiver from Wisconsin. Uh, also, in, uh, Jason Huntley, a running back from New Mexico State. Uh, round six, we got uh, another defensive tackle from Utah. And then round seven, we rounded it out with a defensive tackle uh, from Ohio State. So overall, I think they that we did um, definitely did a much better job, uh, especially in the first few rounds of getting what was needed. And then, um, you know, in that draft, and I, I would give the Lions a B-plus this year as far as the draft goes. Uh, I'm super excited to see these rookies play. And, you know, I really think that we can get it done this year as far as the draft class goes. Now, before I get to um, just some news that I have found today for the Lions, um, I just want to talk about basically just my overall thoughts on things. And, you know, one of the things I'm excited to see this year uh, is going to be the connection grow between Matthew Stafford and Kenny Galladay. I think that those two are going to be something to watch. And, you know, unfortunately last year they didn't get the uh, amount of playing time they needed to really show us what they can do together. But Kenny Galladay to me is one of the elite receivers in the NFL and I think once Matthew Stafford is healthy, that this is going to, with him, with Matthew Stafford being healthy this year, that those two together are going to be huge. Um, I'm not going to downplay uh, anybody, any of the other wide receivers, uh, the great Marvin Jones, still playing, still making plays uh, for us. And um, Danny Amendola as well. I'm glad we got him back. He was a pretty good uh, option in the slot position and you know I'm looking forward to this is going to be I'm just looking forward to a season where Stafford is healthy and he can use all the weapons around him so we can really see what this team can do we didn't get to see that last year and now they've added even more weapons to make it even more exciting so um, I'm really excited to see that Uh, the next thing would just be you know the Matthew Stafford TJ Hawkinson combo I am expecting huge things out of TJ this year. Last year showed some really good play, um, very good blocking skills, some amazing catches. That guy has it all. And once Stafford's able to use him and, you know, they get a full season under, who knows what they're going to be able to do. But we just have so many weapons on offense, and I'm super excited to see what's going down this year as far as the offensive goes. And um, just some news now for the Lions, stuff that I've noticed going on. Um, one thing, the Lions did um, sign, come to terms with some deals with uh, some undrafted free agents, uh, seven of them actually, seven undrafted free agents that they um, have signed, come to agreed with terms with. Uh, one was a, The first one was a tight end uh, from Washington. Uh, then we got... Three safeties, uh, Auburn, Notre Dame, and Norfolk State. Um, again, building up that uh, defensive backfield, adding depth. Um, of course, some of those players may not stay with the Lions or may go to the practice squad. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Uh, we got a fullback, and then this is the most interesting part, I think, of that part of the what the Lions did during the offseason as far as the uh, undrafted free agents. 
uh, we got a punter named Aaron Sipos or Sipos, and he's from Auburn, and he is going to be since we we all know that we got rid of Sam Martin, um, going to be competing this year, which I think is going to be an interesting battle. I know this is a punter, but they're important, and him and. Jack Fox are going to be um, basically going for that starting role as punter. And, you know, that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. What I like about it the most is that uh, Aaron Sipos is actually from the Australian Football League. So that, to me, was pretty uh, pretty neat to find out. And, you know, it, I know it's just a punter, everyone, but uh, when it's fourth down, they're pretty important people. And... Um, I just think it's going to be cool to uh, see this guy from the Australian League and see how he does, uh, you know, and how that battle plays out, you know, in the off season. Uh, we did also get a long snapper from uh, Iowa State as well, and I think that you know some of those um, undrafted free agents are going to be, you know, some key players to fill in some, you know, roster holes and. You know, especially in that punting position because we really don't have a punter at the moment. So, you know, that's going to be a big need for us. And, you know, I'm really excited to see what, see that battle. I know it's just a punting, but I am going to keep a, keep an eye on it and see how that goes. Um, see who wins that out. And, you know, I look forward to all the off-season position battles that we're going to have. And everything else you know leading up to uh the preseason and this is pretty cool i'm just i'm just really excited about it and i hope you guys are uh, all excited about that too and you know next thing here uh i've been seeing that the gerard davis uh one of our linebackers you all know who he is uh he's they're trying to work out the fifth year uh deal with him and still not decided yet um they're hoping to have that resolved next week i believe is uh what the word was from quinn um as he had mentioned in a press conference during the draft uh, round three of the draft um gerard davis i think has shown again has shown uh, a lot of good things um i feel like every time there was a tackle he was there usually uh, making the tackle or he was right there um you know I, I he did have some injury issues and but i think he's a great asset to the defense and i'm hoping they can get this deal done and you know he can be a lion for a lot longer and you know because i think he's a great talent and fits in good with this new defense that matt patricia has built and i'm just super excited for I say that a lot, and I know that, but I am. I'm, I'm, I'm a Lions fan, true and true, and I'm excited about everything they do usually, uh, except for some things, but we all know what that is. And, you know, I just hope that they can get this deal done and uh, Davis can stay with stay a Lion and we can, um, you know, have him for a while because I think he's a, he's a great player. And, you know, overall, just to close it out, uh, tonight's episode, I just want to... You know, let's tell you guys that I'm really super excited about um, doing this podcast. It's been something I've been wanting to do for a long time. Uh, I appreciate everyone that's taking the time right now to listen. Uh, 
Um, this was my first one, so uh, you know, I definitely I'm gonna work on getting better at it. And you know, things I want to do, I want to take your guys' comments, and I'm going to um, talk about them. I want to bring fans in and, and try to, you know, get you on the actual podcast and discuss Lions football. I don't want this just to be a stat show. I want it to be, you know, a great discussion for a great football team, uh, for the great fans of Detroit and the great Lions fans everywhere. You know, I want to, um, I just want to be that, that guy that you guys know as the guy for the Lions. And this has been something that I've been thinking about doing for a long time. And I'm just happy I'm able to get this going for all of you guys to listen in. And I hope you do continue to listen in because there are plenty more shows to come. Uh, I do want to thank you all again for listening in. Uh, This has been awesome. Um, Please leave your comments. Uh, We are, we are Lions Nation on Facebook. Find the page. It's there. Uh, You can throw your comments in there. Join in the, join the group. Um, Ask me questions, whatever you want to discuss, throw the topic in there. We can talk about it. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Andy underscore souls, S-O-U-L-E-S. And also uh, on Instagram, souls.andrew on Instagram. Um, You know, do whatever you need to do there. Spread the word. This is going to be the number one podcast for Lions football. You've been listening to We Are Lions Nation Thank you, everybody. I'm your host, Andy Souls, and have a great rest of your day.